Coming up on This Week in Games, GDC and IGF Awards happened this past week, Google's giant Stadia announcement and what it means for the industry, and the Dark Horse is interested in cloud gaming. Coming up This Week in Games. It's that time of the week for your video game industry news rundown. I'm your host, Eric McConnell, and GDC week is over. It was a a long week, okay? (laughs) Because, man, so I'm 31 now. My GDC experience started, I think I went first when I was 24. And (laughs) when you go as like a low-level peon, it is magic, right? You You get to go to talks, you get to see your heroes talk, you get to interact with people and say hi to people that you know you've looked up to when you're 31 and you're like a mid-level in the industry or adjacent to the industry I should say um GDC becomes all business and no play it is exhausting exhausting but it's over um I did a few things went to a few talks met a lot of people I would say the most interesting thing let's see Um, I went to a Firewatch talk on just their approach to narrative design and, you know, their philosophies. It's pretty good. Pretty good talk. Check it out, GDC Vault. Um, I'm sure it was the only Firewatch talk this GDC. Yeah, it's probably the best thing I saw. Um, The worst thing was I went to the mentory, mentee, mentor session where, like, 20 30 minutes um you know mentees sign up you they get matched to mentors they sit down and like you guys talk about the industry and the future and careers and pretty much anything i signed up for it i feel like i have a decent amount of experience to share with uh people out there one of my mentees was sick and then i i surely like sitting there i was like uh, I'm totally going to get sick over this, but you can't shoo them away. Like they're there, you know, they want to learn. Um, yeah, I immediately left that talk sick, woke up the next morning with a sore throat and coughing up, you know, white stuff out of my throat. So good and bad. Um, air quality at GDC, not the best either, <laughs> especially in the expo under the Moscone Center. But, you know, GDC, it's, it's magical, you know, it's, it's like someone else said this. It's like Disneyland for game developers, and it really is. And I look forward to it every year. This is the first time I've been in many years. Um, yeah, can't recommend it more. If you are even remotely interested in the game industry or you're even like adjacent to the game industry, go to GDC. You won't regret it. And, yeah. All right, big news out of GDC. We'll, we'll start with the awards, okay? The most important event of the week, in my opinion – 2019 GDC Awards and IGF Awards. So these awards happen simultaneously. The GDC Awards, you'll see people more dressed up in tuxes or in nice outfits. The IGF people tend to uh, wear jeans and <laughs> torn shirts. And so it's, it's a great time. Um, I didn't go this time. I don't know if they still alternate or do one first and then the other. But last time I remember, they used to alternate one one award for one award. Um but interesting enough, Indies did extremely well in the GDC Awards. And, of course, the IGF Awards are only for Indies. GDC Awards stand for Game Developer Awards. 
Um, they're open to anyone. Generally, large funded publisher back development wins because you know it's hard to compete in like best audio if you you have an audio budget in the millions and an indie has an audio budget uh, in the form of Pax or Ramen, but. You know, sometimes there are upsets. The IGF awards are only for indies, so no publishers allowed. Um, I don't know what their stringent requirements are funding, but generally you had to have done everything yourself. Big call-outs. I'll, I'll not rattle through all the rewards, but indies did extremely well in the GDC awards, which is this, I don't know, this might be the most indie wins in the GDC awards section of the award show I've ever seen. So big call outs from the GDC awards. So let's start with the indie big wins. Best audio, Celeste, Matt makes games. Best design, this is a big one. Into the Breach, subset games. Into the Breach, amazing. Haven't played Celeste, um, but it looks amazing. Innovation Award, Nintendo Labo by Nintendo. Who who couldn't give it to them? Come on, you can make you can make a fishing rod out of cardboard. Come on, guys, play it. <laughs> Best visual art, Gris. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Gris, Gris, uh, Nomada Studio. I've I've read actually a few articles on the development of this game. Absolutely gorgeous. Audience award, Beat Saber, Beat Games. Bam, five uh, big GDC awards going to indies. The biggest award, arguably Game of the Year, God of War, Sony Santa Monica. Pretty good call. Um, I didn't really play God of War. I probably would have given it to RDR2, but I'm sure God of War was great. These awards are really special. So the Pioneer Award goes to Rieko Kodama. So she is well known as an artist, producer, and director for Sega in its heyday. She's best known for her work on the Fantasy Star series and the Skies of Arcadia series. And really, truly a pioneer, not just for women in the game industry, but kind of for anyone in the game industry. And really, like, on the forefront of paving the roads in JRPGs. Because people people only think about Final Fantasy and maybe a little bit of the Dragon Warrior series. But the Fantasy Star series, in my opinion, like, took risk and was, like, the JRPG series that you know did what other jrpg series didn't do and so truly great definitely deserved um the lifetime achievement award goes to amy hennig and she's best known she's a very famous person trust me she's best known for her earlier work in the legacy of kane series i think she directed all but one in the legacy and kane series including soul reaver both soul reaver games and later Best known as director of Jax 3 and Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. Yes, director of Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. She's also known for her writing. Well-deserved, truly underrated as a director, but much, in my opinion, like, there's a lot of great directors out there. Uncharted, you know, people will say, oh, it's known for this. I Uncharted has to be known for its writing. And not just writing as in, like, this is what Nathan Drake says. Uh, writing as in, like, you know, how to write the narrative into a scene, how to add um, complexity, but also be accessible, how to make things lighthearted and dark at the same time. It's great writing. Well-deserved. Amazing. All right, let's go over to the IGF Awards. I'm not going to rattle them all off. Excellent in design. Opus Magnum by Zachtronics. 
Opus Magnum, just go look at videos of this game. Truly madness organized. That's the only thing I can say. It's 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 like a visual expression of an engineer's mind. Man, it's crazy. Um, excellent narrative and the Seamus McNally Grand Prize Award goes to Return of the Obra Dim by Lucas Pope. Lucas Pope, uh, a legend in himself, is this is his follow-up game to Legendary Papers, Please. So check it out. This is my kind of like top game to check out this coming week, maybe the week after. The Nuovo Award goes to Black Room by Casey McCorder, Mc, McQuarter, and... The ID at Xbox Gaming Heroes Award goes to Jerry Lawson. Jerry Lawson, arguably the first black video game professional and the inventor of the video game cartridge. So go read about this legend. I actually went, I didn't know this name by heart. I'm very sorry, Uh, but I definitely went and read up on this guy and what he did for the game industry. Amazing. Got a lot of games to catch up on. Love these awards. Love the IGF awards. I actually... If you go to GDC, generally they put all the IGF-nominated games on the floor together. And a lot of these like developers just stand around and like watch people play their game. And you can just go shake hands with all these people. It's great. Like, Just go talk to them. You know, They love to talk to people. They love to reach out. Amazing time. I talked to a handful of them myself. I highly recommend it. All right, let's go to the big one. Google announces Project Stream as Stadia. Not the best name in the history of game development, but it has a lot of promise. So the technology is amazing. Uh, go watch the, the talk because I'm I'm not going to rattle through every little detail. But you know, 1080p, 4K, 8K doesn't matter. Hell, stream eight 8K games on a single monitor if you want. That's what we're dealing with, people. My kind of like the technology piece that really took my breath away. What's ads that link immediately to games running in the browser at their tutorial level? That was absolutely amazing. Um, so if you're if you see an ad for like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you just click on the ad and your browser opens to the game running immediately. 1080p, 60 frames a second, right there. That's that's ridiculous. A science fiction shit. Um, There's a lot of feedback on the heavy YouTube integration and kind of like YouTube selling, but that's fine. I mean, Google's pretty much pushing synergies to other Google services. Um, Google has basically successfully announced the great tech. So now we need to see the second half of this. And so there's just a ton of questions. What is the business model? Who pays for the cloud services? Uh, Is there a subscription or do you pay per game? And then if you pay per game, there's even more questions. Can games disappear? you obviously i don't think can play it offline and like you know really like they push the mobile phone thing is mobile phone really going to stream triple a games over 4g or wireless you know is anyone going to put up with that possible input lag of that also the economics of the business model haven't been covered but outside of google taking an extreme hit i haven't seen compelling reasons really for console and pc players to pay for arguably what could be a subpar experience so i mean we won't know truly what the effect of the experience is as far as latency and screen quality until this goes like widespread but i see people arguing that it is subpar i see people arguing that it's definitely close enough that it doesn't matter i think for obviously for games like counter-strike 
maybe not going to work. Okay. Maybe it does work because all eight players or 10 players are playing in the single game computer. So the lag's the same for everyone. I don't know. There's a lot of questions that haven't been answered. So the, it really comes down to like, is the convenience for possibly a slightly worse latency and graphics is the convenience worth it? I think the biggest competitors in the PC market, and there's two camps. One camp spends time arguing which graphics cards are superior on message boards, and the other camp just likes PC games. So maybe that second camp could be convinced to give Stadia a chance instead of upgrading their PC for for another $3,000. With that, your favorite PC games obviously need to be on Stadia, not Stadia, Stadia likely included in a subscription and the finance of everyone's niche game being available in a subscription on top of the already cloud costs might not make that second group as receptive as it should. (sighs) Stadia could potentially create new experiences though. This is where kind of like the interesting stuff comes out. These experiences that aren't available on mobile PCs, uh, consoles, anything really. So games that truly exist in the cloud and thrive in environments where instant access and virality are kind of available to everyone. That's where Stadia should focus. That's where it could shine. Also, with all that said, Stadia could just sign a platform-defining mega hit, and if the only place you can play the next best game of all time is Stadia, really nothing else I said matters. So, there's a trillion questions, a lot of things that need to be answered before its supposed 2019 release. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And really, this isn't going to shake out in its initial release. This is going to be something where we're going to see what Google offers, we're going to see what Microsoft offers, EA, Tencent, anyone. And then kind of it's going to like go on for like two years before you know the rocks start to settle and we see who comes out on top. So let's see. It started, people. Cloud gaming is here. All right, next story. Epic Games says Metro exclusive sequel sold 2.5 times more on the Epic Store than the original sold on Scheme. So, I mean, this is apples and oranges, but um, yeah, I mean, Epic's touting this as a widespread success. A lot of players have kind of expressed their unhappiness about this exclusivity, but it's a platform. I mean, platforms need exclusive titles. Uh, You know, platforms succeed or fail based on exclusive titles. Famicom had Mario, Genesis had Sonic 2, Xbox had Halo. We could go on the list forever. Epic definitely should have exclusive titles and definitely should give away games for free. If your favorite game is given away for free on the Epic Store, you're going to download that store and download the game. Bam, you have the store on there. Bam, exclusive titles start appearing. There you go. And, you know, people on both sides, developer and users, are complaining. However, the competition between Epic and Valve only benefits developers and users, you know. It actually probably doesn't benefit either of them because the amount of money they're going to burn in these next years trying to compete with each other probably isn't going to pay off what they're taking, so... Let's stop complaining about this. That's all I want to say. That's how I want to wrap up the story. Stop complaining about exclusive titles. There's only two stores. There's not like 600 stores, okay, people? Easy to keep track of it. Let's be happy. Competition's good for everyone. All right, last kind of quote-unquote big news of the week. Walmart doesn't want to be left out 
and is reported to be working on its own cloud gaming platform. What the hell? <laughs> U.S. Gamers reporting Walmart is in talks with developers and publishers at GDC this past week. That's that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, <laughs> could you imagine Walmart, who has no server farms to speak of, no like one million GPUs sitting around, claims they're into cloud gaming all of a sudden, and you know there wasn't wasn't much to this story. I just wanted to call it out, but. I really doubt anything will come from this. It's so ridiculous. All right. Let's get to the business news really fast. Two companies got a little bit of a fundraising done during GDC week. So first off, Dorian raises $2 million in seed funding. The San Francisco-based Dorian focuses on interactive fiction and choose-your-own-adventure games. Their initial games offering will pretty much specifically target millennial and Gen Z women. So... If I had to read between the lines, a lot of uh, a lot of Fifty Shades of Grey and Twilight themed fan fiction, interactive fiction. <laughs> I don't know what what is millennial and G's, Gen Z women uh, hungry for in the choose your own adventure space. I guess we'll find out. The company's seed round was led by March Capital Partners and London Vi- London Venture Partners. And crazy prediction of mine. I honestly think interactive fiction is back. It's probably bigger than most people think, and I think it's actually going to keep growing because right now, you know, um, if interactive fiction can compete with the lower end of Netflix, I think just the fact that it's interactive probably pushes it above and kind of the competition for your eyeballs. I could totally see interactive fiction carving out like a nice little niche for itself. And we'll honestly, speaking of Netflix, let's see if Netflix follows up on their uh, Bandersnatch kind of demo and does more of those. Oh, well. Uh, Wardux raises $3.8 million funding for a location-based AR mobile game. Dumblin-based Wardux wants to compete with Niantic in that field of location-based AR games. $3.8 million isn't going to do it. <laughs> that's, that's a drop in the bucket if you want to fight with Niantic. The funding round was led by EQT Ventures and Sir Valley Ventures. A lot of ventures. All right. People News. GameStop names George Sherman as a new CEO. So another big announcement during GDC week. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, George Sherman is the new CEO of GameStop. George Sherman was the CEO of Verizon Wireless retailer Victra and has been an executive at Advance Auto Parts, Best Buy, Target, and Home Depot. Whew, not exactly who you'd uh, think to turn around the game industry uh, retailing giant in North America, but I mean, let's see. They've tried everyone else, and I'd have to imagine his only job is to try to sell the company because digital downloading games isn't their only problem. Stadia's been announced. Project X Cloud's going to be announced at E3. Whatever the hell Amazon is doing is about to hit, so. Jesus, GameStop's not <laughs> not looking good, people. Sorry. Still sick. Uh, last but not least, because it's sad, Fifth Planet Games closes its Nottingham studio. So 14 employees have lost their jobs as Doodle Jump owner shuts down their studio. Surprisingly, it's come out that 18 other employees have lost their jobs in previous waves of layoffs starting back in 2017 due to the poor performance of release games from the studio. Even more ironically, the studio was only acquired by Fifth Planet Games two years ago. So, 
it looks like immediately after the studio was acquired, they had one round of layoffs and then another round, and now they shut down the studio two years later. Very odd. Uh, why don't you do some due diligence, Fifth Planet Games? Um, hard to say what happened here. You know, could be Fifth Planet Games is really shitty management. Could be the studio actually was like cooking their books and not very talented. We'll never know. Sad for everyone who lost their jobs. Uh, I think Rockstar might have a studio in Nottingham, but, you know, there's a lot going on in the UK, so good luck to everyone out there. All right. I wanted to dive into GDC more, but I am extremely sick and I'm fighting off the cough. So, with that said, um, that's this week in games. I'm your host, Eric McConnell. Come back next week and we'll do it all again with all new stories. Bye.